welcome back. Hey, you are tuned in to the Seeds of Revolution Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast. The revolution is live. I am Aisha. I am Asante Wa. And I am Madaya. And we're back again. Yay. Yep, yep. <laughs> so thank you to all of you who listened to our first episode. We got so much great feedback. So much. And we were so happy um, to honor our mother in that way on her B-Day. On yes. her B-Day. So in honoring Women's History Month, we will have some special guests um, for this episode and upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll start with sharing a little bit more about ourselves because last week was an introduction, but there's so much more to us. Yes. So who wants to start? Mm. They're going to keep doing that, guys. You know, that's their way of just throwing it off of themselves and putting it on me. But it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what sisters do. So um, a little bit more about me. Wow. There's so many layers. And I think as we continue on this journey that, you know, the layers will be peeled back. Um, I do want to say that I am a woman who is all about the empowerment of women, all about the empowerment of black family um, and our community and our nation and mentoring young children. That's really very important to me, mentoring those who are coming after me because everything that I have does not belong to me. It is for me to share. And that is my responsibility and my duty. And I do take that very seriously. And You know, I appreciate having young minds around me and getting their perspective on things because they think differently than I do. And, you know, I don't want to be pigeonholed. So I like to take what they give me, you know, their thoughts and the way they look at things. And and we have conversations about it. So, you know, those are things that I feel that are important, especially in today's world, because it's so different. Than when we grew up, you know, I mean, there were always challenges, but now it's just so many challenges. They have so many things to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and so much content, like so much that yeah. they have to kind content of di- overload. Right. Mm-hmm. They have to digest mm-hmm. and make sense of. Yeah. They have social media. We didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we, what know? we had. Remember we what we had? We had Wheel of Fortune <laughs> on a floppy disk <laughs> on the computer. <laughs> Went to the computer. <laughs> right. Or Family Feud. Yes. We didn't have. Or outside. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Children don't play outside, outside anymore. Yeah. Man, we had so much fun outside. Yeah. Kickboxing. Playing jacks. Remember yes. jacks? Yes. That was Hopscotch. mommy's favorite game. Yes. Marbles. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or just running up and down the street. Double Dutch. <laughs> mm-hmm. How yes. many young girls, teenagers even, Jump double dutch or just jump rope, jump period. Rope, period. Hide and go seek. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hide and seek. Dodgeball. Lights yes. out. Yes. yes. So, I mean, yes, I'm so telling much. you. The hand so games. Yes. Hands up yes. on 85. Yes. Starting with <laughs> names of <laughs> revolutionaries. <laughs> did we ever do that? We probably, no. no we never did that. No, we never did that. But definitely cars and houses. Bones and, yes. yeah, all you kinds know, of things. Like, and then we had the pagers, like cold 
Send right. the code. Call right. me from the payphone. I remember <laughs> that. I remember a certain someone would take a folding chair. Oh, Lord. And walk down the street. Oh, to sit listen. at the payphone <laughs> when the when the phone was off at the house. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. more listen. on that later. Yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to bring up the always trying to bring up somebody's stuff. What, that's the that's the point of this, though, ain't it? That's, that's what, what we're here for. Yes, that's yeah, what happens true, with your true. siblings. You the know. theme yeah. of Women's History Month yep. is celebrating women who tell our stories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to tell the story. Exactly. We're going to tell the different aspects yep. and all of that. Absolutely. But I really appreciate what you said, Aisha, about this. Um, I'm going to change the language a little bit, but you talked about this mutual relationship that you have, you know, with younger people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it not being you just kind of depositing into what folks would call like an empty vessel. Right. Because a lot of times people look at young people as just, you know, like they, they don't, don't know, know anything. anything. Yeah. Right. So, yes, we are here to teach mm-hmm. them as elders, as mm-hmm. older people in mm-hmm. the community, as mentors and yeah. educators, So we were once them. We were once them. But we have young. so much. Right. Yeah. We were once them. And we have so much to learn from, from them. them. Absolutely. And we knew Most that when definitely. we were them, we, we had a lot to say. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And we were doing a lot of things and mm-hmm. we had a lot to contribute. Mm-hmm. And so I think as adults, as mentors, as educators, as people who are um, working with young people, we always have to have that Absolutely. at the forefront. Definitely. Of, of just giving it's that space. It's not a thing of I'm better than you. I know more right. than Absolutely you. Absolutely not. Yes, I have more wisdom. I've had mm-hmm. more experiences. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm saying I am better. Right. And then. your mm-hmm. experiences was for your time. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I look at now, even being a mother of, it's weird, like two sets of children, having children who are in, who are, I have adult children, then I have teenagers. And even raising them has been different because the the adult children didn't have the social media outlets as much as the teenage children I have now. So even then it was kind of, they had, um, they had kick like little things Mm -hmm. and you know, it wasn't as wide open. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you got TikTok, IG, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitch, um, Twitch, everything, and then so many things. Like, I don't even know the names of all the games things. <laughs> that you go in and play, mm-hmm. and you got it. You have to even be aware of that because those games you have adults coming in them games as children right. doing whatever it, wicked stuff that they may be doing. You know, so my you know my youngest daughter she doesn't get on them games as much as but as my son, my twelve year old, that's what. That's his life. Mm-hmm. If I take his computer, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. What What am I doing now? Right. No, mommy, right. no. <laughs> That's so, why he need to go outside. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just like ev- all the other children are where? On their on a, computer. Yeah, right. So yeah. when he's outside, he's like, what am I going to do? Kick rocks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Kick, Kick some rocks. And throw them too. <laughs> right. Do something. But it's like, it's, it's and, and part of it. You know, not to put it all on the children, us as adults have become complacent and allowing it because then we don't have to do so much yeah. work mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. It's you like know? teaching them or distracting them or keeping exactly. them busy, you, so mm-hmm. to speak. Exactly. Mm-hmm. While you stay busy. Because parenting ain't easy. It's mm-hmm. not. And, you know, we need a break, but we got to understand our break cannot be the, to the detriment of, of our, our children. children. Right. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And Absolutely. That's, a, that's a lesson that some of us learn as we go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, do this with the children. Everybody's raising, every, you know, 
different. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a process. But mm-hmm. I definitely like what Asante was that I appreciate, you know, you bringing that out because it's so important that we acknowledge that um, because that's. Yeah, just having we, more conversations mm-hmm. with each other overall. Mm-hmm. And that's generationally. Right. Right. You know, like we were blessed to sit. At the feet of our grandparents, yep. aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. you know, cousins who were more like aunts and uncles with yeah. their experiences mm-hmm. and all of our cousins, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. different variant, various age groups. Mm-hmm. And then our siblings, various yes. age groups. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we always had that sense of community in that way yeah. mm-hmm. within our own family, mm-hmm. you know, and how we were brought up, things that we talked about, and nothing was off limits, you know, and that's, you know, back to our parents and giving, you know, so much respect, you know, to them and how they chose to raise us, Mm -hmm. you know, and allowing us to be part of what some people might consider adult conversations, but Mm -hmm. when it affected the family, we were all a part of that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a family conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. And I guess just a little more about what I do. Um, you know, the last introduction, uh, Princess Madaya, as administrator of, of my community, one of, one of the things I do is I do a lot of the organization, the financial just uh, balances every day of um, fundraising and just having constant meetings, reaching out to different people on different um, avenues to bring more funding into our community. To, um, I'm also a shepherdess, so I have sheep and I have goats. Um, and honestly, that's part of that's something that when I first started, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. But that is so refreshing to mm. be able to I can go outside, stand on my porch and call my sheep and then they reply. Shuva. Exactly. And <laughs> Shuva, for those who don't know, Shuva is Hebrew for return. So they know. And then sometimes I don't even have food for them. But they when once they hear <laughs> first, once they hear the door open, they, they probably at, they think you're coming with something. It's yeah. the possibility. Yeah. Yes. And then when they hear Shuva, they come running. And, you know, and I've and I've even um, shown my children how to call them and feed them. So it's not just uh, something that I do like, you know, and then they be like, oh, we got to go get the sheep. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's go do this together. Shuba. You know, because <laughs> right, exactly. I'll be like, now they're not coming with that. You got to get excited. <laughs> they don't want to come to you. Call them lovingly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Then when they come, you know, rub their head a little, you know, <laughs> you, but Shuba. exactly. And then when I had my niece there, you know, um, free came. And I showed her how to do it. And she loves it. She was like, oh, the goats are out. Or oh, the sheep. She loves it. And then, it. I, you know, I had my garden. And she helped me pick the vegetables. And she was just, it was just so happy. She was so happy in that process. Mm-hmm. And it was happy for me to share that process with her. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, pro- that process brings me peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to get more into the gardening. Yes. I know it, both you and Asante will have, you know, gardens. these gardens. Mm-hmm. And I, but I will say, y'all know. I never could take care of plants, yeah. but y'all know the two plants oh, that I have, yes, and I've had them now for well, over years, two years, oh, one yay. of them since 2020, okay. and the so other one since my birthday in 21. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay. and they're flourishing, and I'm, nice. and I'm so proud of myself, because you know Very I was nice. like, yeah, I can't do Listen, that's good. it. But the you know what, Aisha? I was about to say, same. same for me. I, when they were like, you should garden, I'm like, man, first, I don't have time. Secondly, mm-hmm. But it That's is so relaxing but once too, I though, when so you start. Oh my God. It's so and relaxing. And it takes it back it to, again, best. what mommy mm-hmm. told us. Exactly. Growing your own no food, food. Mm-hmm. taking care of the plants. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just because does something. Life. 
and it does something it to your spirit. You're cultivating life. life. Mm-hmm. It is, and that's what. Once I saw the first bud of the seed mm. grow, right. my eyes were so big. My, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh and my it gosh, makes you want to keep miracle. going. Exactly. Yeah. You want to see what else you do. can yep. And grow. it made me more appreciate the creation that the Creator mm-hmm. allowed us to even help. To mm-hmm. cultivate, right. you know, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to allow us to do anything, right. but he he's given us our own power to say, grow your food mm-hmm. and feel the essence of how it grows. And then yeah. you get to eat what you grew. And oh, when you man. taste it, when you take. Uh, yeah, we grew our I own can. collard greens for the first time. Yes. And, j- and it wasn't even a lot. Like yeah. we did not harvest a lot, mm-hmm. but just that but little bit, try the yes. taste of it so yes. fresh, so yep. rich. And you it knew makes it was something you, say, you did. Yeah. Right. It yep. makes you say, I want to keep doing keep this. Doing it. Keep yeah, doing exactly. it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it with yep. varieties of food. Yes. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's just, you know, that like, <clears throat> it's so much more to the gardening thing. And of course, we'll have episodes to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, more of, I'm also assistant principal at our private Hebrew school that we established um, on our land. Um, and it's a beautiful process to even do that, mm-hmm. to see our children get educated every day. And not just the education that, you know, we've talked about last episode that, quote unquote, America, United States of America has said this is the only way to do it. But to see them flourish and want to learn and then to see the educators get excited and our educators, they they work on a stipend. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when I say a stipend, I mean like a small Modest. stipend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And so to see them do it means they're doing it out of love. Mm-hmm. And because they're doing it out of love, the scholars receive it. With that mm-hmm. same love, yeah. and you see them flourish, and it's important now, especially with <sighs> all they're trying to cut out. Not that they weren't already right cutting but, things mm-hmm. out. Now they're blatantly right. now saying, they want to just totally remove mm-hmm. history, our story. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know and the it's, truth. It's exactly, something with the truth. Crazy. Because when I heard the other day someone saying, "Oh yeah, they're saying that um, slavery never existed. We, we, it was called servants," mm-hmm. and I'm like. Now, yeah. we're not, we cannot <laughs> falsify enslaved Africans the immigrants. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means you're saying. They're trying to totally in, erase. Involuntary migration. They're, they're erasing yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. They're just doing what they've always done, rewriting exactly. history. Right. They're e- rewriting what benefit. they call history. For right. their benefit, mm-hmm. you know. And then outside of that, it's just the other things. It's the te- They're teaching so much stuff that just is out the box. That's not in the, out the box in a wrong way. You know, Definitely. it's so many ways that you can teach children. And then some things are to be left to be taught at home. But mm-hmm. now it's like they're mm-hmm. trying to make school be, oh, no, we got to allow, you know, and then giving teachers more responsibility over a child. Mm-hmm. You're not the parent, you know, mm-hmm. and that is even. But it's already it's always uh, been like that because think about the amount of time yeah. we're in school. Right. right. We're in school more than we're at home. That's Absolutely. true. So when you're in school more than you're at home, mm-hmm. you're already having to. You know, yeah. take the child. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to them and find mm-hmm. out what they're learning yes. and how they're processing yep. these things mm-hmm. because they're around these people more All than day. they're at home. Yeah. So when right. they come home, then they're dealing with the other students, mm-hmm. what they think of things. Yeah. You know, they might be teaching one subject and somebody's talking to them about it. Yes. It's just a whole yeah. it's a whole thing, it's which like is why decomposing. it's always been important mm-hmm. for yes. us. To teach our children, mm-hmm. you know, ourselves, yeah. how our parents did. What did we have to do 
on the weekends, even yep. a couple mm-hmm. of hours. Yep. You're going to read a book. Mm-hmm. You're going um, you're gonna to get that stack of encyclopedias. Exactly. Yes. Recite your points. The dictionary. Yes. You're going to, you know, mm-hmm. find some new words every day. Book reports. Yes. Yes. Film Ooh. reports. If you're going to yeah. watch or, or that film, report. you need yeah. to write one page and yeah. tell me what, what you what learned. You, yeah. Watching what yeah. they watch, which they consume. Mm-hmm. Because like we talked about with social media, they're consuming yeah. everything. There's everything. so much that's going on in their head that we mm-hmm. weren't even exposed to. Mm-hmm. And you know what's even crazier? You can put blocks on their stuff. Oh, they and they figure out how to, they know how to get around yeah. it. I yeah. said, now how know did how to you get around figure it. that out? Yeah. But they they gonna do what they want to exactly yeah, because which is did. why it's important. Like yeah. going back to what you said, Apu, like really yeah. having our hands on them. Yes, right. You yes. know, and and even what you said, Aisha, around just the amount of hours. Yeah. And, because if we add after school to that, yeah, woo, like there are children yeah. who are in the hands of Someone people else. that are not their yeah. parents or mm-hmm. caregivers for sixteen hours, plus yeah. hours mm-hmm. a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if their parents are hardworking. And have mm-hmm. to work, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you look at single yeah, parents outside of the yeah, home, working yeah. multiple you know? jobs, yes, yeah. to mm-hmm. take care of, and you know, and we leave our hands in these educators' hands because we, I mean, our children, mm-hmm. thank you, in the educators' hands because we we have a trust that we, yeah. you know, we feel like okay, they're in a good hand, they're right. in great well, hands. It's either that, and or then sometimes when we're old just enough, hoping for the best. Yes, yes. <laughs> when they're old enough, then they become what. Technically, they call a latchkey child Mm -hmm. at home. And I remember going home and remember what mommy told us. Mm -hmm. You can only watch certain shows. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And not when you until after your homework. Your homework was done. The dish, the kitchen was clean. (laughs) Your room, the bathroom. Like it was a list of things Mm -hmm. that had to be done prior to having that social Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And it was like you said, very limited. Oh yeah. I mean, Fat Fat Albert, Albert. (laughs) Charlie Charlie Brown, Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Flintstones, and the Jackson Five when that came. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then when we got when the Cosby, it was a Cosby Show and the and 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 it was after Mm -hmm. everything was done. And if Mm -hmm. it wasn't done, you just wasn't watching it because we didn't have DVR. She would let us get mm-hmm. up to watch Schoolhouse Rock. Yes. Yep. That's why I know all of the songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that was it. We was but not. Yeah, for the most part, anything <laughs> yeah. that we watched had to be educational. Something yeah. we yeah. had to see ourselves reflected. In it. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. She would say all the time, like, mm-hmm. no. It, yeah. Yeah. Some black people Sometimes she would let us watch. <laughs> Roadrunner and Coyote. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at first last. I didn't. Yeah, but it was it was a teaching. I'm too young it for that. It was teaching too. Yeah, the way he would how yep. how Roadrunner always outsmarted. The yes, mm-hmm. yep. Because and and that was the way mommy taught us too. Yeah, she she was like, oh y'all want to have a little fun? Okay, but she she'd already watched it or yeah. you know investigated mm-hmm. it to say right okay yeah y'all can watch this because y'all gonna learn something even if you don't know it right. but you mm-hmm. are and like you said now when you reflect you be like Yo, yeah that was really <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but a lot of those cartoons and those shows were racist when i they think are. about think about daffy and donald duck mm-hmm. come on the daffy black one was black and silly Donald Duck was white, buttoned up, smart. Bow-tied, yes, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. business class, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Daffy, <laughs> just black feathers, looking like he just woke up, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> How they speaking the like image, a, the image is like what a black they did, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, so the images is what mommy, you know, made sure. Well, not just mommy, our parents made sure that we 
identified with as a son to I mentioned too yeah. because those images could be more just as damaging as the words yeah. oh absolutely Definitely. you know and absolutely. there's so many more cartoons we so can break many down more. but yeah right. we'll get into that yeah. another time <laughs> exactly <laughs> and speaking so. of that I'll share a little bit about um, <laughs> other things that I do yes so um, I teach a black images class mm, where nice. we where we dive into that and we talk about just the history of racist imagery in the United States in particular and you know across the world mm-hmm. um, and anti-black racist imagery um, in particular. So I mentioned last week that I'm an associate professor um, of Africana studies at Kent State. So I teach, like I said, black images. I teach a black childhood course. And I also teach our black experience courses, which pretty much chronicle the history, the the culture and the lived experiences of black people on the continent and all throughout the diaspora um, Mm -hmm. from the beginnings of time to our contemporary moment. So in addition to that, I also founded the Fulani Institute of Academics and Arts, which is a youth institute. I also serve as curriculum advisor at Tamu Sanakanyama Preparatory Academy. And hopefully in a future episode, we'll be hearing from the founder and director of that African-centered school. It's a high school. um, And also Mama Tamu Kanyama, um, who the school is named after. Yes. Um, So, yeah, in addition to teaching at the college university level, I am very passionate about engaging young people as well. As you'll hear, there's a through line here, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're all passionate about, you know, working with with younger generations and passing on the torch, you know, and ushering in for me. You know, I, I take great pride in ushering in new generations of scholars. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Of thinkers, of whole and full critical human thinkers, beings. Yeah. Absolutely. Critical thinking is is paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we got to critically think for survival. Absolutely. You know, not just to matric- matriculate through educational institutions, mm-hmm. but to matriculate through life. In addition to that, I'll add that my husband and I are uh, co-CEOs of Ishanti Gold, which offers uh, prepared vegan meals and also premium beverages. (laughs) Um, One of those being our sorrel that I believe everybody in this room has tasted. Yes, Um, I got to get a review from one of the people that I I, I bought it to the last time we were here. Um, so, yeah, so you can find that at Ishanti Gold, I-S-H-A-N-T-E-E-G-O-L-D um, at Instagram. You can follow us. You can DM us and get our menus, our schedule mm-hmm. um, for how you can order. And then my um, personal IG is Acts of Liberation, A-C-T-S-O-F-L-I-B-E. R-A-T-I-O-N, Acts of Liberation. And then you can also follow Seeds of Revolution, S-E-E-D-Z-O-F-R-E-B-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. And so we'll post those two um, in, will. in the description. Absolutely. So Aisha. And, and you can find me, Aisha, at Aisha the Blessed on Instagram, A-I-Y-I-S-H-A-T-H-E. B L E S S E D. All right, and you can find me on Instagram. This is Madaya at Madaya M D A I Y A H underscore. I'm sorry, I, I did that backwards. You can find me <laughs> at Princess 
underscore Madaya, M-D-A-I-Y-A-H, on Instagram. And you can just, on face, on Facebook, it's just Princess Madaya. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And like Asantua said, our Daughters of the Whirlwind also is on Instagram. That's Daughters of the Whirlwind all together on Instagram. Yep, so follow us, give us some love, yes. shout us out, tag us, all of the Comment. all of the above. Ask questions. Yes. So we have a special guest today. So our guest today <laughs> is Rukia Lumumba. And Rukia Lumumba has an extensive bio. So yes. I'll condense it a bit. Okay. <laughs> to kind of capture the essence of, of who she is and, and what she's doing out here in the world. So Rukia Lumumba is a transformative justice strategist and human rights activist. She was named new activist by Essence Magazine and an emerging leader by the Congressional Black Caucus. She is the daughter of community justice icon, the Mm. late Mayor Chokwe Lumumba and Nubia Lumumba. Rukia continues the Lumumba family's rich history of advancing issues and initiatives that elevate the legal, economical, health, and educational rights of individuals, families, and communities. She is the executive director of the People's Advocacy Institute. She's the co-coordinator of the Electoral Justice Project and also campaign co-coordinator of the successful committee to elect her brother, Chokwe Antar Lumumba, for mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. She's worked in transformative justice for more than 18 years, and she has worked within and outside the system to foster justice for all, especially as it relates to criminal justice disparities for people of color. And so as you can hear, Rukia is carrying on these traditions, even some of what we talked about in our first episode. And so we are very excited to welcome Rukia Lumumba. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Whoop, whoop. Hey, sis. Hey, I'm so sorry. I appreciate y'all. It's always good to be on with my sisters. Yes. So good. So good. We're so happy to have you on. How you doing today? I am holding strong. We are just constantly, you know, like in a battle here in this uh, uh, deep red state we know as Mississippi. Yes. Um, but our people are strong. We strong. We make each other stronger. The so struggle continues. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Well, okay, sis, this is Medaya here. Um We're going to go in and we have a few questions for you. So my question for you today is, what values did your mother instill in you to guide your path and as a woman and mother and activist? Uh, Such a great question. Um, You know, we were so blessed to come from this amazing, brilliant, uh, thoughtful, uh, mm, like, um, visionary women, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah, Fulani, Suni Ali, y'all's mom, who I love, is another mother to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to my mother, Nubia Alake Lumumba, who really, honestly, y'all, she instilled with me a lot of things. Um, but the, the some of the things that stick with me the most is her deep commitment to community mm-hmm. in a way 
that was mm, that was regular mm-hmm. but deep yeah. right mm-hmm. like when I say regular meaning my mother didn't come into the movement having understood you know the the cause or the need for black liberation she came into the movement after meeting my father and realizing and always knowing that black people deserve better, but mm-hmm. not really understanding like what that looks like, right. how much better can we have? Where can we go? And so her deep just roots in community. I mean, growing up in Southeast um, DC um, where they still had an outhouse at mm. their house growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like she was a, a real just community grassroots woman who was fly. Right. Yes, oh, yeah, she, she was. was. The beauty of life. Right. Beautiful. She enjoyed looking good. Yes. She enjoyed having nice things. Um, and so she she kind of stood outside of this norm of what it meant to be in movement work. Um, she didn't have the specific movement look. She didn't have the specific. You know, she had a perm. Yeah. You know, for many years mm-hmm. before you know she realized the beauty of her natural hair. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, you know she was. She instilled in me that it's okay to not distance ourselves from everyday black folks from ourselves, right? right. Because we are everyday black folks as well. And we have to embrace each other in all the ways that we exist. Mm -hmm. So she taught me that. But, you know, she also taught me the value of loving community as a family, which I know we all live by in the New African Creed. But she really uh, exemplified it in our daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, She created a network around us. Um, to the point where when she passed early in her life, we didn't feel alone mm, right. because she had created so many other relationships with women and babas, with mamas and babas that we felt like we were still taken care of. We still mm-hmm. had love. We still had people looking out for us, mm-hmm. whether it was our neighbors or her coworkers. You know, she was a flight attendant. You know, we still have flight attendants offering us buddy passes. Like, we're going to put y'all on our our buddy pass list. Mm -hmm. You know, we were surrounded by love because she lived love and she loved community. So Mm -hmm. that's the biggest value I take from her. And then the other, the the last one I'll mention right now is the value of family, Mm -hmm. of creating space for children to be children, Mm -hmm. for love to exist in black relationships, Mm -hmm. for us to see healthy whole relationships. She was committed to that. Yes. And she demanded. It. So mm-hmm. she ensured that in our household that we had time to just spend as a family, right? Mm-hmm. Going to do dinner or doing silly games, playing board games or running around, you know, telling uh, scary stories and dressing mm-hmm. up on different uh, uh, days to, to, to just have fun. Like she, you know, did that. She engaged us. She engaged my father. Well, y'all know is this, you know, co-revolutionary <laughs> brother who's yes. always serious. Mm-hmm. In this household, yeah. he was a daddy and he was silly. Yes. He was a husband. Right. And he, you know, we saw them hug and kiss and love mm-hmm. upon each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that, that helped us learn what it meant to be in family and be committed to family. Yes. So, Thank you so yes. much, yes. Uh, Rakia, for that answer. And that was powerful because it, it also reflected, it made me remember how our, our parents family. were. Yeah, you know, it's parents. like... We all grew up together, you know, our households were different dynamics, but when what you just described described exactly how, mm-hmm. you know, our parents were like they showed us that they loved each other. Yeah. And once we got in that house, we had family time, mm-hmm. you know, just like Jokes. you said on the in the what the people see on the outside is the seriousness, but you know, we get to see 
the human side of them in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that your, you know, your reply and your description of Mama Nubia was was beautiful. And um, we thank her for instilling those values in you and and Antar. And um, we're just blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her always being that loving mother and auntie that she was. Like, yeah. just always. I loved spending time with her any time that I was around her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to the power yeah, the the power of women. Yeah. Right. And the power of the mama to transform. Yeah. I love what you said about, yeah, we see, you know, Baba Chokwe was one way. Yeah. But in the house, you yeah. know, Daddy. Mama Nubia was like, uh uh-uh, <laughs> this this what we doing. <laughs> this That's is what's right. going on in here. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanna ask you, Rukia, um, just in, in alignment with that question, um, you do so much, right? We we read your bio earlier, so the people heard a little bit about just, and I say a little bit about what you're doing um, because I couldn't read the whole bio. And I know the bio doesn't cover all that you do, right? So so in the, the transformative justice work that you do, um, I'm curious to know how you are kind of retelling the stories of black people. Like if we think about the theme of, of women's history month this year, it's celebrating women who tell our stories. And so I'm interested in hearing um, how you are both telling our story through the work that you're doing and also retelling it. Right. Cause we know that there's some revisionist history happening. We know that Jim Crow is, is, is back on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, or in some places it never left the table. Right. Um, so right. how, how is the work that you're doing, um, telling our stories and also retelling our stories? You know, that's, ooh, y'all ask such good questions. Most <laughs> <laughs> um, of y'all so dang on smart. You get it from your mama. <laughs> Just <laughs> like you. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, the the reality is, you know, I, I've been inspired for a few years about by the humanity that we've been able to see in some of the slave narrative stories that have come out. So, you know, like mm-hmm. I think back to even um, Birth of a Nation, the, mm-hmm. the remake of that, um, um, and how they just really used that story of Nat Turner to humanize, like to show mm-hmm. the human side of what it was to right. be on the plantation, mm-hmm. right? Like what it was to be like in love on the plantation, what it mm-hmm. was to like really desire something better for your family because you actually were human and had feelings and emotions. And we often right. used to not see that, right, mm-hmm. in, 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 in ways that we could really feel it. Um, and, and a number of other, you know, movies, I feel like that really like, uh, hold on to that and help us realize, remember rather our humanity, Mm -hmm. um, and the complicated situation that we're in. And so, I mean, I kind of been inspired, you know, like by like, you know, the ingenue Ellis's actresses of the world who are Mm -hmm. like telling these stories through their art. Um, and then just listening to her passion, she's a Mississippi girl. Um, and telling her story through her, her passion of art, but then also when she's not in front of the screen, telling her stories outside of that, too, mm-hmm. um, uh, stories about what's happening right now today. And it's kind of like listening to her, listening to others, how it kind of, like, pushed me into beginning to remember, like, we got to talk more about our humanity. So when I'm talking mm-hmm. about transformative justice, when I'm talking about... Um, our rights and responsibilities to create systems of accountability of public safety that actually keep us safe and well, 
I really talk about it from a place of our humanity, mm-hmm. yes. our right to dignity, mm-hmm. our right to wellness, um, and, re- and helping us to remember that those are the things we care most about. Right. If we care about what does it mean to take care of each other, to take care of ourselves, to be able to not live um, uh, consumed with stress and tension because we can't pay our rent, because we can't mm-hmm. um, uh, do the basic things, How, we don't, because we don't have a good diet, because mm-hmm. ain't no good grocery stores around. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really talking about our, um, the humanity of what it is to be a black person in this world in a beautiful mm-hmm. way too, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the struggles. But right. also what makes us beautiful and what we want to see more of. Mm-hmm. And so um, using more of a visionary approach, like what are the, our solutions? Like, yeah, we're we talking about the problems. Now, what are the solutions, though? Right. And spending most of the time talking about the solutions. So if you look at the, the body of my work, most of my work has been about developing those solutions. Like I've yes. actually implemented or piloted programs that actually create the solutions that we dream of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't do it myself. Like, I'm actually doing it with community members. And I think that um, the community members that have the idea, the community members that are going to be directly impacted by it, even when I'm not impacted by it, because I may not live in that neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. I may not live um, in that particular uh, city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is really important. It's telling narratives. It's telling stories. It's, it is presenting the work. Um, directly as it relates to, one, the people impacted, put in the power of developing the work in the people's hands. Like, everything we do is about this participatory design, shifting Mm -hmm. these power dynamics where it's only those that um, had the benefit of some college education or some opportunity um, to do some fellowship or things, and shifting that narrative and saying that we all have the brain power and the desire. We just need the opportunity to design the solutions. And so centering our narratives on our own self-determination to do that, to design and create and presenting those opportunities. Yes. I love powerful. Yes. So powerful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what you do <laughs> and you do do so much, but I know that the most important job that you have is being a mother. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is as the mother of a son, what are the conversations that you have with him regarding the killing of black men, women, boys, and girls by police mm. and others? Ooh. Yeah, man. My son. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> Always uh, will be. Uh-huh. Yes. I call his name Kadir. King Q, as we say. Yeah. <laughs> um, King Q. We, um, you know, those conversations are never easy. I know that all of you all know, right? Um, and they are oftentimes, um, for him, he is a child. He is a, I'm going to call him a child because yeah, that's what he is. He is a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. He's 15. But he's a child who has always been sensitive mm. to harm. From like by uh, from others, like harm to others, rather. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember watching. You know, we'll watch. You know, movies, right? Like you know, little cartoon movies, Disney movies, or whatever, Pixar movies, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, one of the movies that I remember the most is this, um, the Lorax. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, the Lorax about the trees, and mm-hmm. and they were cutting down the trees and. 
child was maybe like six years old, maybe seven, and I'm falling in and out of sleep on the movie because that's <laughs> just what I do. <laughs> Every time I wake up, I'm looking over at him, and he's like, no, the tree, and he's like Aww. falling, crying, like he's just like in tears. Wow. You know, and he's like, why would they do that? Why would they do that? He's always been very um, empathetic um, mm-hmm. to the plight of others, you know, um, you know, as much as he'll cry, he'll also defend, right? right. So he's ready to jump, right? You know, if I'm, if I, if I say something to one of his cousins or uh, god brothers or friends that he don't like, and he's like, "Mom, you didn't have to be so harsh. You don't have to be so, you know, constantly defending, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, defending um, his people." Mm-hmm. And so when we had these conversations about police violence on black bodies on black people, on black children, it hits them hard. Mm-hmm. And it it causes him to not want to see it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see it. He's not like one of those people who got to watch the video. Right. Right. right? Yeah. It's enough to know that it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes him angry. Yeah. And it makes sense that. And so I have the conversation similar to how I have the conversations with our community family, right? Mm-hmm. Around solutions, around violence and solutions, whether it's police violence or interpersonal violence. Similar to how I have those conversations. We're not going to focus just on the issue. Because right. if we sit there too long, mm-hmm. all we will feel is the pain. Right. Yes. But if we move a little bit farther into the solutions and engage in that dream and that visioning process, then we get to feel what we want to see happen. Because mm-hmm. it starts sometimes by just feeling what it means to be safe. Yes. What does it feel like? What does it feel like in your body, mm-hmm. in your mind? Mm-hmm. And then let's think about how we realize that in right. public. And so then we we think about it and we talk about all right, well, you know, when I'm walking down the street, if I'm in Jackson, it's good because I feel a little safer because I know most of the police know us, look like us or whatever, but it's still some level of fear there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and rightfully so, because police, whether they're black or white, whether they're in Jackson or New York, they're still killing folks, right? Right, right. That's a reality. Mm -hmm. And they're killing black people, and that's a reality. And, um, but just understanding how, how that feeling feels in different places. In New York, you know, because he lives between New York, he lives between Brooklyn and Jackson. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, when he's walking down the street in Brooklyn, his concern um, is predominantly around, will I, around the police, as opposed right. to Jackson, his concern is more about, oh, like, did I leave my car open? Somebody's going, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, did I lock the car? Is mom going to get mad because somebody might get something out the car or something? Right. Might get hungry and see something in the car and grab it. Like, it's more of a safety precaution around property value, around just looking around, making sure nobody run up on you to, you know, grab mm-hmm. something. But in New York, it's a fear about police. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, where am I walking? How am I getting there? Mm-hmm. You know, when do I need to get back to the house? Right. What's Not the best route to take? Right. right. Mm-hmm. What's the best route to take? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. I, I don't forgot my. Uh, you know, there was one time him and his friend, his godbrother, rather, were jumping on the train um, to get to school, 
and his godbrother forgot his metro card. Mm. And they had to make a tough decision at that moment. Do we jump the turnstile? Does, mm. do, does his godbrother jump the turnstile? Or do they go back to the house to get the car to then be late for school? Mm. You know, mm. like these these ridiculous things mm-hmm. that no child, when 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 they, it shouldn't even be a crime for them to jump the metro exactly. to turnstile because school. they get free passes anyway to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. kids and Rikers to this day for jumping turnstiles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I know I was long winded with it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. But that's powerful information. Yeah. And it's necessary. Yeah. yeah. Like this yeah. this idea of first of all, Rukia, you you calling us right. First of all. <laughs> right. I could I could talk to you we could talk to you all day. All day. Um and and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to do that. We need to do a symposium or something. Mm-hmm. Something of the sort. Um but but I, I just wanna quickly speak to this notion of, of human. Um it's it's so powerful because we often forget that we are human beings Mm -hmm. because often we're either on one end of the spectrum or the other. So one end as in struggle, we're struggling so much. We don't even feel Mm -hmm. right. We're not able to think clearly. We Mm -hmm. we talked er earlier about being overloaded by information Mm -hmm. and, and definitely information and imagery of our demise, right? Of violence being enacted upon us. And so on the other end is is this idea that we're resilient and mm-hmm. we can just continue to keep taking right. shit, <laughs> you can. know, and that we're magical and all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's true, but we're also human. Yes. We're, we're in between. We're somewhere mm-hmm. in between yes. those things. We need and a space of peace. Things. Right. Mm-hmm. We need a space beyond those two very extremes, right, yeah. of existence. So thank you for, for bringing that up, uh, mm-hmm. Rukia. And I know that you have a lot going on. <laughs> so we're, we're going to end off with um, what we call the Power Five. And we're going to ask you um, five rapid-fire questions. <laughs> and so whatever comes first to your mind is um, what you can respond with. Yes. So the first question is, when I say revolution, you say... Now, <laughs> <laughs> when I say whirlwind, you say, uh, <laughs> "Oh, you got me the storm." But <laughs> the first thing they came to my mind is your mother or father. <laughs> oh, <okay>. mm. <laughs> what book should everyone read? Oh man, y'all are killing me right now because <laughs> I got books in my head. Um, first so, one, so many. I, I don't know. I can't. I feel like I'm under, like, a, a, too quickly. Okay. <laughs> I think folks should definitely read. Um, I'm just going to throw out my favorite right now because y'all are, are asking me this. But um, I think um, Zora Neale Hurston's uh, Their Eyes Are Watching God because mm. I think it is a really clear description of, uh, for me, um, what black womanism is mm. and, like, really holding on to that. And we don't often think of it when we think of that book. Okay, so next I'm one sorry, is... you no, good. It's, okay, it's good. Yeah. Who is your favorite revolutionary? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so hard, because, you know, you know, that was a real hard one for me. I was like, man, y'all about to really ask me that? I got, like, five, ten. Like, <laughs> but, um... Harriet Tubman, for real, like most Woo. of my life is, is knowing that Harriet had a dream and mm-hmm. kept that dream alive mm-hmm. and, were, and and like literally did the work towards realizing it. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> your prayer. What is your prayer for the next generation? 
Oh, my prayer is that our dream of wellness, of safety, of happiness, of comfort, of laughter, of all the ways that people define joy is realized for them, mm. that they realize that they experience it, and they know nothing different. Okay. Ashe. Wow. Ashe. That's a whole new, a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we have to imagine and create. That's that's our duty. It It is. is. That's what our parents left for us to continue to do is to create a whole new world. Better than man or woman has yet known. Ashe. So, Rakia, we love you so much. So much. Asante Sana for blessing us with your presence today. And just continue being great. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Thank let you us so know. Much. And I'm running for state representative. Yes, yes. So yes. let us know let what us you know. need yes. from us. Yeah, always let us know how we can support. Yeah. Yes, and we're here, hundred percent. So, how can folks find you? Can you let us know what your social media handles are? But there's a website folks should go to. Yes, yes. So please go to rukiyalumumba.com. That's R-U-K-I-A. L-U-M-E-M-V-A dot com. Um, and um, also, you can go to learn about our work, go to people with an S, advocacy institute.com. Um, and just follow me on social media. My first name, my last name, Rukia, R-U-K-I-A, Lumumba, L-U-M-U-M-B-A, on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm not on TikTok yet. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> soon, soon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. We love you, sis. We love you. We love you. We love you. Free the land. Stay safe. This is so great. Free the land. Free the land. Free the land. Talk you. to you soon. All right. That was so powerful. That was yes. very powerful. Rukia Lamumba. Yes. 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 And you know the beautiful, the beauty in it. As you know, we were doing it. I just was thinking of how. Our relationships are generational. You know how mm-hmm. her father was our parents' lawyer yes. and brother mm-hmm. and yes. comrade. Mm-hmm. And what she said about Mama Nubia, about the family ties, you know, when she passed, it was like she said, um, so many of us came and were there for them mm-hmm. because Mama Nubia had already set that foundation. Yeah. And because of how our parents were together, they raised all of us so much to together that, that you know, people yeah. really be like, y'all are cousins. And we be like, yeah. yeah. And they really be trying to figure out like, well, who's and then And we be like, we're cousins. Yeah. And more and importantly, she's our God sister. exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we've developed those relationships, not just on the basis of our parents bringing us together, but we've maintained those relationships from childhood yes. to adulthood. Yes. And even our children have now, you know, connected with, each other mm-hmm. in their own ways yeah. and it's just beautiful um and i'm glad that we were able to sit here and hear everything she had to say you know yeah. sometimes we surprise ourselves right and each other with how much um the impact of how we grew up and how mm-hmm. it has made us into these powerful women yeah. and powerful men and how it presents yes as adults exactly you know. yeah, yeah how we carry it on the yes. ways in which we carry it yes on. So. Well, that was very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, it's a great way to end this segment. Yes. <laughs> you have been listening to The Seeds of Revolution 
Daughter of the Whirlwind Podcast. Be blessed. Look for me in the world.